pull up a bar stool. All right. So we're going to invite JR back to the show today. And we might get close to going off the rails as he fills up his glass with some crown. And uh, it's a little interesting. But we talk about um, basically as a jumping off point, um, he had a friend or community member who was running into some business kind of a roadblock right? a dead end and trying to move people beyond a second step and so that that's our jumping off point try to provide some recommendations for what that person can do but uh we, we cover a lot of business related topics today so i hope you enjoy it sit back relax pop a bottle let's do it John here from JohnLumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where we invite you to this virtual pub. I stumble over my words and we get drunk on social media. Today, once a month, we bring on JR to the show. We get uncomfortable talking about uh, business stuff. JR takes the wheel. How's it going, JR? It's going amazing today amazing it's an amazing day because i actually have a real drink in front of me i don't believe it so <laughs> this might be the this might be a record-breaking day uh we actually have a, an alcoholic beverage of some sort or, or maybe you're misleading me uh, what, what you got no we do we do i i want to live the get drunk and i have a very very full glass of of Crown Royal. Whoa, geez. I'm kind of <laughs> nervous about this show. <laughs> Absolutely. I actually have a water. Uh, oh. I, well, no, just, just kind of, yeah. I am continuing this month of trying to, you know, be a little bit more healthy. So I, my only breakdown so far is like within the past few days. So it took this long. In the past few days, I had one glass of wine. I had one very small cup of coffee. And uh, otherwise, I've gone without coffee, without any alcohol, the entire month of April. But uh, then I'm going to go buck wild on May 1st. No, I don't know. I, I just haven't felt great lately, and I think that's a big reason why. So let's, let's talk about how old we are and how, yeah, never mind. Let's change the topic. So, JR, what do you want to talk about today? Well, you used the word buck. So I did? When did I use the word buck? If you're going to use the word buck and you're going to... Wow, this is the buck show. What, what, How do I think about what, this? What are you talking about? When did, I, when did I use the word buck? Buck wild. Oh, buck <laughs> So you talked about buck wild. You talked about drinking. As I look at the raptors oh my God. and the bucks... Mm-hmm. Let, let's see what what is is it two three is that what is that where it's at right now that's where it's at where are the bulls at two 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 they're not gonna last so so that you didn't drink when they lost a hundred a hundred six to a hundred you didn't drink when they lost 
No. 76, I don't drink because I'm depressed. What kind of person okay. do you think I am? Jeez. Hmm. We don't know. All right. So that, so that that's my that's the first part of Buck that I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, second part. I'm absolutely going to make you uncomfortable today because we are going to talk about one of the most uncomfortable topics to talk about. Which mm. are bucks. Money. Mm. Money, money. Today's going to be the buck show. Like I said, it's going to be the buck show. So uh, before we get into that, I have a curveball that I'm going to tell you I'm throwing the curveball. And it is a scenario where I have... Of a member of a peer group that I'm in who has a question and he doesn't know that I'm sharing this in the podcast and I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to say his company, but I want to get your feedback on this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll do this for future shows that we'll take one or two scenarios and walk through them and see what you think, but we'll try it for the first time this time. So, this person we will call Tim. So Tim, Tim has a underground grad school. So he has a grad school to where he's developing curriculum and getting people to sign up for his classes. He's been doing that for two years. And right now he's struggling. And here are some of his struggles. First off, he does a pretty decent job of getting people to sign up for his first course and maybe a second course. Uh, The feedback has been really good that they value the course and, you know, it was worth their time. His issue is that he does not have the remarketing horsepower that he needs and when i say remarketing i mean he can't get people to come back and buy the second third fourth or fifth course even though they said they really liked the first couple okay what what comes to mind for you and your experiences on you know trying to get people to buy you know either the next series of a course or buy something brand new you know maybe a membership you know a, a monthly membership to a peer group what, what shows up for you? Well, I mean, first of all, there's a matter of what people say and what people do. So that's just what I was worried about whenever we have a wait list or something. We got, oh, we got 500 people who say they're going to buy this. And then you, you let them know, okay, signups are ready. Go buy it. And like 50 of them buy it. Um, so, I mean, I think that it's important to recognize that that, that exists. Um, positive feedback or not doesn't guarantee people continue to buy, but I'll just also make sure that you've got those, those funnels in place though. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what, what they're doing, but, um, uh, you know, basically what I do with, with email is once you've expressed interest in anything, clicked on a link, basically, I'll continue to message you about that until the launch. Um, and, but those people who ignore it the first couple of times and, I won't keep bugging them. Um, so make sure they fall into some sort of funnel like that. Uh, you can also have like an automated funnel that I have for like, if you want more information about this topic, click here. Um, and then they will be sent an email or a series of emails about it. Um, yeah, of, of course I also run 
the remarketing with, with Facebook ads as well. So people who attended my free webinar on Monday this week are getting uh, Facebook ads and emails about my training program that starts next Tuesday. Um, so it's a matter of you know, getting in multiple places, uh, having some sense of urgency, final reminder, last chance. I always find that the time I get the most signups for anything is last chance, happens today, go sign up. But I don't, I don't know if he, if he does these things live or if it's all just like modules and things. Yeah, so I, I like where you're going because in his post to our group, where his biggest worry is, is messaging. And he thinks he should be messaging something like Nike, just do it or GoPro, be a hero. <laughs> and he's hanging his hat on, you know, what's my tagline? Because it's my tagline. I don't have a strong tagline. And that's why they're not signing up for the second, third and fourth classes. They don't have a connection to me because I don't have a tagline. I I like, you know, I, I provided feedback to him. Um, and, you know, I pretty much said a little bit different than what you said because well similar and different on the similar side i i said it was processes i think you know what are the processes that he has for attracting the right people that'll not only pay once but will pay a few times you know how does he onboard and offboard once they've had a you know achieved a class or two you know how's he incentivize the next one you know so, or how does he, you know, get them to talk about it to other people? So I, I re, you know, I pushed him in a position to start thinking about more about the processes, or as you said, the funnels versus that message. How, how important is messaging to you? Why, why don't you have a just do it? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, I, I don't think a tagline has anything to do with it, but I do think, clear messaging is important. And when I say that, I also admit, I think I, I have my own weaknesses um, regarding some clear messaging. What I'm talking about is um, who is this for or whom is this for, I guess, and how exactly will they benefit as opposed to what I usually focus on? Um, what, what, what is it? You know, what, what are you going to do? What, what, what exactly is this course? And I think what's really important is being very clear about who your audience is and um, and, and what they're going to get out of it. So I mean, I think that's one thing we, you know, we've seen um, that slowed me down a little bit on the entrepreneur type products. And I think what really opened my eyes, and you were there too, is when Emmerich, Emmerich Arnold from Agora Pulse, um, when we asked him about, you know, would he be interested in this in a private community for entrepreneurs? And he said, unless it's a private community for entrepreneurs who are app developers, no. Uh, and so that, to me, was a kind of a light bulb moment in terms of i got to be more precise in my messaging and who this is for and what they're going to get out of it kind of thing. Otherwise, it's just it's too open-ended. So um, messaging is important. Tagline, depending on what, that, what he means by tagline. Tagline is... Just do it. No, I think it's stupid. But if it's a, it's a matter of being clear, kind of like I feel like the my, the tagline I've lived off for a long time is for advanced Facebook advertisers or for, for advanced Facebook marketers, which I use on my website. I think that absolutely helps uh, clarify who my content is for on my website. Um, so 
I think there's something to that to a point. I don't think it has anything to do with getting signups though for his for his third course. Yeah, I like that. So going back to the say or do, because I, I want people to really anchor to this concept or detach from it. When we have a let's say eight hundred let's say what's the most number of people that we've had say they wanted to sign up for a free webinar? Three thousand? Five thousand? Oh no, we've I've hit the limit, which is five thousand. Right. So you can't okay. you can't have more than five. So I've had five thousand people sign up for a webinar, yeah. And and for those that are, you know, considering doing free webinars and wondering, is this successful or when is this successful? What do you say the average rate is for those following through on that promise that says, I will be in attendance? Well, I don't know what it is for most people. Um, and I'm sure I'll get a lot of people say that, John, your rate is horrible. But uh, <laughs> mine is probably somewhere around 12%. Okay. So, and, but. Um, what I will say is that what I think contributes to that is a couple of things. First of all, I run these every single month. Um, so if, if you missed it this month, you can watch it next month. Um, you can register for it about a month in advance. So as soon as one's running, to, you know, if I'm running one today, which I ran one Monday, I immediately opened up the next registration for May 22nd. Um, and My I think, birthday, May 22nd. That's exactly why I'm doing it then. And then the, th <laughs> the third thing I think for me is also upon registering, you get sent an email saying, okay, thanks for registering. By the way, if you want to watch prior replays of this same webinar, um, you can go do that now. So I think all those things impact it. And also the fact that my audience is international, so time zones are, are a mess. But yeah, 12%. Uh, I, I think on occasion, I've seen 18 to 20%. For, and, I'm, and again, I'm talking about these free webinars. When I've got training programs, different different story. I, I tend to get much higher turnout for that because uh, they paid for it. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what I see. So for example, well, so for example the, the, the last uh, free webinar I did on Monday, we had, I think it was 42 or 4,300 or 42.50 uh, registrations. And I think I told you it was 4.59, something like that, who showed up. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, and I and I went back and looked at the prior free webinars I did on this, the, you know, the same webinar, and it's pretty consistent with with what I've seen in the past. Well, the crown is kicking in like oh, really hard right great. now. <laughs> so, so, I uh, I think I missed this part. So, if you said twelve percent, did you include replays in that? No. Okay. So so so. I bring that up because the numbers for actual viewership or listenership or whatever you want to call it could could be higher than 12%, right? Yeah, and actually I could probably bring it up uh, for you pretty quick. But um, I'll, I'm trying to find – because I, I use Vimeo uh, for all this stuff. And I've got stats – for all the views, for everything. But I'm trying to find, as you can tell, I don't pay probably close enough attention to that. I'm trying to figure out what my stats are for an individual video. But um, on Monday, 
when I conducted that webinar and I would have sent out the replay, there were 243 total plays, which probably would have been the bulk of that. And then 474 on Tuesday, 149 on Wednesday. So most of those, or a decent chunk, would have been those free webinars. Got it, got it. So to put this topic to bed on say or do, what, what's your best recommendation for people to just get the results and get butt hurt if they don't show up or just move on? What, what do you say? <laughs> if, if they're not getting results that they want. Yeah. So meaning like you fi- if you have 5,000 people that sign up and only 1,000 show, only 500 show, only 100 show. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, you've got to yep. determine if that's acceptable if you've done all that you can to get more people in because i i do send out so i not only have um, go to webinars sending out reminders i i send out my own reminder as well like if you haven't received it yet you know this is going to happen in a couple hours you haven't received the, the details from go to webinar you know check your spam check whatever or if you still don't see it reply and we'll make sure you get it um so we've we've done all that um, I switched up the times here and there, but I also don't want to make a ridiculous, crazy time for me. I want to have it be convenient for me as well. So for the most part, it's like you do what you can, and if it's if it's not worth your time, then you switch up what you're doing. You do something different. All right, great segue. So doing something different. So I'm going to assume that Tim is not making the money that he wants to make and he's spending a lot of time creating classes and he's not getting the sale that he wants. What are his choices? He can quit for sure, but what did you do when the curriculum building, I shouldn't say curricula classes, part of the business wasn't working like you wanted? Um. I mean, I just did, I pivoted, I I did something different. So, uh, you know, part of it was essentially just just, uh, experimenting with something else. Something, uh, part of it was getting opinions from other people who do something in this industry. Part Mm -hmm. of it was asking people what they wanted. I didn't, and, you know, maybe it's wrong, but I don't necessarily allow that everyone else's feedback, you know, meaning my audience's feedback to completely control what I do. Because like I said, what people say and what people do aren't necessarily the same. So it's all got to coincide. It's also got to be something I'm comfortable doing, that something I feel like won't take a ridiculous amount of time. It's going to be worth my time, that will allow me to be efficient. Um, And then, you know, we try it out. That's pretty much what we did. I, I, and I, I know the acronym, I have said this to you a few times, something that's easy, something that's lucrative, and lucrative could not just mean money, but it could be impact, it could be value. And then what's fun? So easy, lucrative, and fun. Because uh, I would say, observing you through the years, any time that we've made a pivot to, we haven't made a crazy pivot. So any pivot, it's been kind of within the same sport <laughs> yeah it's been a position pivot but it it hasn't been anything crazy so i think that's one add-on to what you're saying 
on when to pivot. Yeah, ask people what they want. If it's something you feel like doing, uh, if it energizes you, if it's easy, if it's lucrative. But I think there's a part of just staying within what you're comfortable doing. It is. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, just as you as you talk about that, I mean, I think about two things. I think about the business manager training program, which we know there's demand for. Um, there've been lots of people who've asked for it. Um, there are, I think well over now 500 people who have signed up for the wait list for it, but I just am not energized by it. Um, so the fact that I'm not energized by it right now, the fact that I know that my time is limited because of baseball season and coaching my son's team and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not in any hurry to, to launch it yet. So that's the first thing I think about. Um, the second thing I think about is that entrepreneurs program and that's the one with the biggest, the most question marks, just because I've got so little, uh, I don't know what you call it, backlog inventory, whatever on information on what I, how I need to do this. Cause I haven't really done much regarding entrepreneur stuff in the past. And, uh, I, I, on one hand, I'm tempted to, and I'm just thinking about this on the fly, which is can be interesting with you drinking your crown. Um, I'm I'm almost c- curious if something like this would work, where I launch something in- intro, super cheap, um, like like nine dollars or something per month. Those people who get in early basically help me form what the heck this is going to be. And then we go from there. And then, so that's that whole intro period when they help me figure it out. And then after that, we raise the price to something that makes sense, whatever that is. Uh, so I'm going to take a big swig because, oh, no, of course, you know, I, 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 like, I like that idea because I really want us to get another, another thing into the world that will be helpful to people. But with that being I said, oh, with that being I said, did you just say that? Yeah, I did say that. <laughs> it's it's kicking in. It's kicking in. I told you. Slow it down. <laughs> Slow it down. down. <laughs> so, with that said, I think there's something to looking at your existing business. So those are shiny new ideas, and I know when people start to struggle and they think, "Oh, I'm not making the money that I made two months ago." Maybe I should go out here and do business manager. Maybe I should go out here and do this entrepreneurial program or or community. Tell me about staying in your current business and digging in and figuring out how to make money with the groups you've already made money with. What? How, how does that show up for you? Yeah, it's. Oh man, I. Uh... <laughs> I think you're kind of buck show. This is the buck show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's an important topic. I don't really know where, where to go with it, but um, the main thing you know I've kind of determined over the years is that it's important to have when when you when you're creating a business out of something that you have a potential audience of people willing to invest in something. I mean, it seems obvious, but when you think back to the first year plus of my quote unquote business, there really wasn't much of one. 
I was initially focusing on all kinds of random business stuff. But so I was like, I was writing about just Facebook in general, personal use of Facebook, privacy settings on Facebook. I was writing about Twitter and Google Plus and Pinterest and YouTube. And so first of all, I didn't have like a true quote unquote expertise. I don't even like using that word. But, but the second thing was you could be interested in my content. I could get a lot of traffic about something. But and then and, and you'll recall that what, what, my initial tagline that you came up with was um, social media that makes a difference because I was really focusing on nonprofit, small business, which was all great. But why would any of these groups of people pay me money? And that, that was, <laughs> it's like, well, how did we miss that step? So, um, so but you have a misconception. Wait, 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 let's not go too far with that because there was a misconception, misunderstanding that said, if you're a nonprofit, you don't have money to pay. No, and, and, now, that, and that's not really what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying the majority of nonprofits, um, have have a very limited marketing budget. Now, the biggest of the nonprofits, sure, um, but I, I can't imagine. Well, and, and, and we could pull my audience right now. I guarantee, very very few of them work for nonprofits. And I come from the nonprofit world, which is one reason why. Well, at one time, one of the many things I did. But I worked for one of the biggest of the big nonprofits, and so that's a different world. So, and I even know, you know, some of my friends who are kind of doing the, some of the things I try to do for nonprofits, I know their challenge. And that's the kind of challenge that I wasn't patient enough to, to deal with. Um, so anyway, I think shifting entirely to advanced Facebook ads, which I know you're invested in something, you're spending money for it, um, was an important pivot. I actually, this brings up, uh, I, I'm, you're going to completely forget where this conversation even started now, but um, it brings up a conversation I had with a baseball friend of mine who's also, who's, he's creating a great business. He's actually, uh, he, he's, he's spent, I don't know, 13, 14 years in professional baseball playing in the minor leagues. And he has his great business built around tutorials and buying, buying these training courses for fielding and hitting and all that kind of stuff. And the question was, you know, we're not really sure if we're, at, we're in the right niche, targeting the right people, going after the right group. And I went back to, you know, what I've been thinking all along, like why this Facebook ads topic is lucrative for me. I was like, well, who are the people who will pay for your program? Is it the coaches? Because initially I, I said coaches, but then I started thinking about it. Well, the typical coach, even in travel baseball, we're not making any money. You know, I mean, we're spending money, I guess, um, for our kid, which is expensive. But beyond that, it's not like we're making a whole bunch of money. And so, but then you start thinking about, well, how about all these parents, though, who pay all this money to play travel baseball, to hopefully play in high school, play in college. So it's like, that needs to be your target audience. So I think that's the, the one step that a lot of people miss when starting these businesses. They, they, they want to help people, which is great. They um, create all this great content and, and these courses and whatever it is. And it's like, why won't anyone buy it? Well, 
you're trying to help the people least equipped to pay for it is often the issue. Or the price point isn't consistent with you know, what these people are dealing with who, that, that you're trying to help. So do you even remember where we started? But I, th- I thought that was a good story I, to kind of... I, I do remember, and I will say this, you changed. You used to be such a giver. You're such a taker. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so no. So reeling us all back in, we were at the point that we said, hey, do I go after a shiny new idea? Do I go after business manager? Do I have to go after doing entrepreneurial program or a membership group? Or do I look at what I've already been doing and figure out how to either create something uh, for the existing audience, maybe some add-ons where you could pay for them or raise the bar on some of the content that I've already created. I mean, what, what are your options with, so, so right now, let's just say we have 500 elite members and 500 basic members in our, our Facebook communities, advertising communities. What what's in your head that says, you know what? I don't want to create anything new. I'm lazy. It's a summer. I don't I don't want to do anything more. That's going to take a lot of time. But I'd like to focus here. Where where would here be? Well, I think where I need to focus my most of my time, if it's a matter of trying to improve and you know milk something more out of it, is PHC Elite. I mean that that's. That's you know, my um, primary. Milk something out of it. Hold on. Are you drunk? Because no. <laughs> milk something out I, of I'm it saying, sounds terrible. No, I'm just saying that this is a community full of committed people who are paying mm-hmm. a monthly or annual fee to be a part of it. Instead of creating something completely new, let's make that better to attract more people to it. Because uh, ultimately. Yeah, I mean, so ultimately, PHC Elite is where the biggest bulk of my monthly revenue comes from. And so instead of like creating another, that's one thing with the training programs, even though I run them on a monthly basis, it's not monthly recurring revenue, though. Uh, I still have to make sure I get new people in it every month. Um, so, so You got the same problem as Tim. Tim has the same problem. He's like trying to, it's yeah. trying to figure out. Um, How to get more people the following month? Yeah, kind of. Except again, I think the the difference is with membership. Um, if you got, I mean, look, I, I'm kind of in a, a a nice place right now where it's almost a little greedy that it's got to be better all the time. I and mean, I've talked about this before. It's like, God, can't we ever be satisfied? Because the truth is, I passed April's revenue for 2016 like two weeks ago. Um, so it's it's a good month, but I'm still like, oh, I have a couple of days that weren't very good, and like, what can we do? Um, so there's always something, and um, so I think I think the primary place I start, as opposed to like, let's just scrap this and do something completely different. It's just in enhancing PHC Elite because that's kind of stalled in terms of growth. I mean, it's, it's been a great community, um, but growth wise, it, it's kind of stayed the same for quite a while. And uh, as opposed to, oh, let's make let's create this other training program. Let's, you know, um, go start start up this other community for entrepreneurs, which obviously we're still talking about doing. But all those other things take a lot more effort. I just try. I just try to every every new thing I do. I just try to be as efficient as possible. 
So with that said, you you gave advice of funnels earlier mm-hmm. to Tim. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how efficient is the funnel from? And I guess this is a funnel from basic to elite, because the basic group they already know you, they already pay, yeah, and they know that they're not paying for all of the features and bells and whistles. So, do you have a process in place to get them? To upgrade? We do. Um, so when you become a, a basic member, you fall into this nurturing campaign that, that first of all, gets you involved in the community. It's like uh, um, every day or so, it's like, okay, you know, introduce yourself, tell us about your business. Okay, what, what what's the biggest problem you're facing? Um, you know, what's, what's the you know, strategy that you use you find really effective? You know, that kind of thing. And I think it's after about a month or so, I say, oh, I hope, I hope it's been a good month. Just want to make sure you know about PHC Elite and you can upgrade and get all these extra things. So so that's part of it. The other part is that they see what they're not getting every Wednesday because I, I share the recording for the PHC Elite live webinar that they can't participate in live. And if they if they actually watch it, um, they see that I'm you know, answering other people's questions, can't answer theirs. Um, talk about some things that uh, they may not have access to, that kind of thing. So that's the extent of the funnel I've got right now. Um, Is it automatic? Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it actually actually is because it's it's that whole um, nurture campaign. Once you sign up, that like a month later, you're reminded about PHC Elite and that you can upgrade and and. We also, you know, something we've done is try to make sure that if you sign for PHC Elite and you decide you want to cancel because of costs, that we, we let you know, hey, just so you know, you can downgrade. So downgrading is, is an important thing, too, for retention. You so failed me because I wanted to get you on the hook for the word automatic because you and I had a conversation this week yeah. about Things not really being automatic. Well, it's just the, the PHC basic stuff is automatic. But the, the issue I have with the automated funnels is with all of my um, mo- monthly free webinar stuff because that that is so fluid in terms of, okay, what, what date is that going to be um, on? And so everything that all the messaging you get has to be in line with when what that date is when when that webinar is going to happen and when it happens and then the stuff that follows after that so most of my messaging there is manual although i just reuse the previous emails that i i sent on those for the most part so it's quick and easy and and for those that aren't drinking and are listening to this right now the the topic that john is talking about is a conversation that i had with him that i thought that everything was automated. I thought everything was automatic. I didn't think you had to even do anything. I thought it was just turnkey. And John said, no way. There's manual processes to pretty much everything still. Maybe it might be minimal, but there's still a trigger, a manual trigger that has to be done. Yeah. In my mind, I just thought everything was turnkey. And I don't trigger it at all uh, because, yeah, that's there if I want to use it. I just, I don't it's like it just seems complicated to me that I could easily forget it and mess it up as opposed to I don't know I feel like I feel like it's part of my routine right now 
um, okay, we're, we conducted this webinar today. Here's the recording. And here's this email I always send out with the recording. Here's the email I send the next day with a reminder about the recording and also this training program. And then the reminder that, you know, that goes out before, right before the training program starts. And so those are all emails I've sent before. And so it's really, really easy to send them again. Um, and I'm sure someone's going to email me and say, John, there's a really easy way to automate that. And I'm sure the people who set that up for me are angry if they're hearing this right now. Like, you can do that. But <laughs> we set it so, up. You just don't, you haven't uh, activated it. But I will not feel accomplished unless I can get you to commit to something with PHC Elite or basic that has nothing to do with shiny new ideas of business manager and entrepreneurship. Ah, damn! Because I was—I'm all ready to commit to that entrepreneur idea that I came up with here. I know spot. you are, but but tell t- tell me, what can we do to make something ten times easier, more lucrative, more fun, in regards to elite? What is it? Just marketing more? What? T- tell me what what can happen if we want to double double the number of members in the group? Or I I hate feeling like I got to market, market something more though is the problem. Like, uh, I, I'm really sensitive about, you know, how I use people's inbox and promoting stuff constantly. Cause as it is, I'm, you know, kind of in a constant promotional, uh, spin with, uh, whether it be the free webinars or the training programs. Well, um, well, let's just, what are the levers? So let's just say you're not going to pull that lever. What are the levers for somebody that has you know two groups of people, a basic and an elite group, and they're wanting to get more out of it instead of having to spend a bunch more time trying to create a new product or a new service. What what are lever? One lever is to market, for sure. Yeah, and, and that that whole marketing lever could be you've you've added something new or you, okay. you're going to offer a discount, which I really don't want to do anymore. Um, mm-hmm. offering a discount. So then, so that, that, that way you can have a sense of urgency. So now you get the last chance and you get a bunch of people in, you know, that kind of thing. What about telefriend affiliate? Oh, jeez. Hey, those are levers. We're not talking yeah. about you. We're talking about the world for somebody else. That's an option, right? Yeah. Affiliate. Sure. Yeah. It's an option. Um, uh, just making sure you have all the, the proper, um, automation in place. Cause we definitely do have that though. So the, like the new person, new subscriber, we definitely have that in place too. So, mm-hmm. um, if, if you've been added to my list for the first time, um, you'll get kind of an introductional introduction email about, you know, more about me kind of thing. Um, send a couple of emails in the next couple of days, just asking more about what you need, what you need help with, that kind of thing. And send an email about how I can help you. And if you click on any of those emails, or any of those links about either PHC lead or PHC basic or training programs gets, get more information sent to you. And so there's a whole automated funnel there. And if you don't have that in place, that would be a good idea. Uh, Cause we got, what'd you say? We've got, um, so we got, so here, here, let me restate what you said. So there are four levers. We can improve funnel automation. We can add new features and benefits. We can discount and we can create an affiliate program. Yeah, I mean, and as far as marketing, that also includes just you can spend more on Facebook ads. You can, okay, you spend can, more. You can partner with somebody. You know, there's, there's lots of things you can do. That, 
some things I'm not necessarily comfortable with doing myself, but it's up to you. <laughs> but to, to each his own. Yeah. All right, that, that's all I had for the Buck show because we ended up talking about the Milwaukee Bucks and, and uh, talking about how to make more bucks. I just, I just wanted to clarify something now that I've got the numbers. I went back and so because I know someone's going to tell me, John, you can actually get the, the number of uh, views of an, an actual video. And so the replay for Monday's uh, free webinar, I've received 420 views of it so far. That, of course, doesn't mean necessarily 420 people, but it's 420 views. So that basically means about double what we had for live attendance. We had people actually view the recording. So as much as now we're up to close between 20 and 25% of those who registered have watched either live or the replay. So I think it's interesting. I'm curious what kind of numbers other people are seeing, especially when you get big numbers like that. All right. You don't have anything to say about that, but you may have passed out by now. I've called the uh, the bartender over for the tab, and I'm going to go run to the bathroom while you pay for it. So <laughs> I forgot my wallet. <laughs> of course you did. You're going to wash some dishes, man. But uh, thanks again, JR, for being on the show. Uh, go take a nap. Uh, any, anywhere in particular people can find you? Oh, Twitter, at Backup CEO. That's the only place I'm going to say today. All right. Thanks again, everybody. Until next time, do awesome things. We're out.